Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A Mazda. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got a call. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. Greetings and welcome back to Cargo Cult. I'm Justin Wellborn. I'm out here in the beautiful and brutal city of angels, Los Angeles, California. And across from me is my one and only good friend, Jimmy Mack. How are you doing today? I'm man? doing good, man. I, I'm going to say good morning, even though people can listen to this any time in their lives. It is morning. <laughs> For and, us, it uh, is. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to kind of continue the conversation. If you guys don't know, um, I'm the host of uh, Dave Nemo Weekends and uh, the Dave Nemo Show on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on Sirius XM 146, Road Dog Trucking. Justin is an accomplished actor. You can see him in films like uh, The Signal. He's also did two seasons in the uh, show Justified on FX, where he played Carl, who was uh, Boyd Cry. Routers, um, one of his few competent sidekicks. I just want to point that out, by the oh, way. Yeah. I went back and watched Loyal that show. Loyal to a fault. Loyal to a fault. But so many of, you know, for all of Boyd's evil genius, for all of his, like, Don of the Appalaches. Most of them are Dumbos that follow him. Most of them follow him. I mean, there's some of them, like, Dewey or good-hearted, but most of them, uh, you know, they're they're a few bricks shy of a full load as it goes. And and and, and when I got the role, I really wanted to play that differently. And I, it, it's kind of yeah. interesting, because then you realize, like, for four seasons, he's, like, single handedly with very little help except from Eva his wife is that his, his wife's name yeah Ava uh, Ava sorry except uh, Ava there are very few competent people he, he actually relies more on law enforcement to keep all these other Detroit <laughs> mobsters out of the Appalachians than he does on his own people and it's only when you show up that it kind of makes a difference cargo cults by the way is we're talking movies books music and moments that not only help shape the trucking industry that we know today but also that great American obsession with being on the move and getting out there and you know making the magic that is America and motion and movement and music and movies all kind of happen. When we last left in our adventure, uh, Justin kind of nicely set up the idea of in Joseph Campbell's um, Hero with a Thousand Faces, the famous hero's journey. Uh, the last stage is the hero is free. Freedom. Freedom. But I would argue that we're going to end, we're going to begin with the ending because the urge that always starts that adventure is freedom. Is the need to go. Yeah. I mean, whether yeah. whether it is released from something, whether it's bandit wanting to make enough money to not have to worry about Smokey ever again, whether it's Luke tired of being tired of being stuck on a farm in Tatooine. Sure. Um, the idea is that it's the urge for freedom that kind of begins that. And we promised last time because we got completely sidetracked by one of my little idiosyncratic loves of a movie in the killer elite <laughs> that we were going to talk about, you know, get your motor running, head out on the highway, looking for adventure and whatever comes my way which of course is the opening song uh from steppenwolf for easy rider right and we're gonna talk about sam peckinpah's the classic wild the wild bunch and we're going to talk about uh one of the films that actually is a warm-up there are actually two films that you could look at if you're really a movie buff 
look at the wild angels and then look at the easy easy rider look at ride the high country Mm -hmm. which is available on hbo max right now yeah and then look at the wild bunch and you can see i've always gotten kind of tired when somebody says about an artist they keep making the same thing well yeah you just get better at it you just get better being an artist you started someplace if you're the same artist you were 20 years ago yeah man you're doing the same thing you're just cookie cutter you know printing it out but yeah you you move on but but you're still basing it on on you you know it comes from you and that that essential you will continue to come through absolutely and and the thing about the wild bunch and we're always trying to set a baseline trying to kind of contextualize movies and our love of motion and movement the thing about both the wild bunch number one and easy rider is that i would argue and there's a guy named david cook wrote a book called the history of narrative cinema that easy rider and the wild bunch are part of a quartet of movies that come at the end of the 60s that change movies um and i'll get to the ones we haven't named first and then move our way in so 2001 a space odyssey okay changes what people think is possible in regards to science fiction and raises science fiction right with you know a couple of from just shooting aliens and things like that you know a very mental landscape yeah because soulful landscape through time and space because rod serling had done that on television but the budgets were limited and with the with the notable exception, because there's always an exception that proves the rule. The Day the Earth Stood Still by Robert Wise is a fantastic oh, movie. So but it's all still very grounded. It's right. all still very right. much a soap opera that sure. happens to have spaceships in the background. 2001 changes our relationship with what a movie can be in regards to science fiction, number one. Our relationship with sex at the movies changes with a really bold move, not just with sex, but with homosexual sex. And you know what I'm talking about? Midnight Cowboy. I thought that's what we were going for, right? And there's right, a really right. good book about. Hey, I'm the, walking here. There's a really good book about the making of Midnight Cowboy, which is also the same guy that wrote the book about both the Searchers. I can't remember his name, but he wrote a book about the Searchers, and he wrote a book about um, High Noon, hmm. where he historicizes it. It's not just the movie, but where he kind of goes back, you know, and does does a lot what Mark Rotho, Mo, Rozo does in his book about Hopper Hayward and Los Angeles. So then we get to the, the two movies we're talking about today. Easy Rider changes the youth and counterculture market and makes people realize, finally. That these people are here. And there's real money. And there's yeah, real money yeah, yeah, to be yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Because is, they made that movie for, uh, what was it? $700,000. $700,000. $400,000 on production. Uh, four hundred grand on production. And then once they realize they had something, the marketing, you know how that all works. Sure. But what's really neat is that the budget, the budget of Easy Rider Peter Fonda asked for the exact same budget on the Wild Angels. He went back and looked at what it cost to make the Wild Angels and then realized he had a better cinematographer. He had more talented people. He had a more talented screenwriter. He had some better actors and just said, well, let's see what we can do with the same budget, except this time, do it our way. Right. And that finally, the Wild Bunch, (laughs) the Wild Bunch, which even though Bonnie and Clyde had begun a movement towards it, the Wild Bunch changes the relationship we have with violence at the movies. Right. So, and the irony, of course, is all this gets absorbed in the worst possible way. So now we got tits, tunes, and TNT. And, and, and that, by the way, is Joel Silver's famous line. I mean, that's, you know, what you want. You want great music. You want a lot of lascivious sexuality. And you want things to blow up. Which means that these four great movies, I'm in. they took the, the, the wrong lesson. Each one of those movies is an extraordinary piece of art. And it's like, we don't want the art. What we want is all that groovy stuff. The, the great joke people always make that if you've got anything important to say, 
say it between the sex and the explosions. <laughs> you know, it's the truth, That's man. Where it Think goes. about that. I mean, it's like you know, yeah. Well, my film's important. Your film made six million dollars, and I realize you only paid a hundred thousand for it. And that's a nice little investment. But people want home runs. All four movies are home runs at the box office. The Wild Bunch being the least of them, but even that, they're all big. Big, big hits. And of course, the people in suits say, oh, it must be the sex, the violence, the rock and roll and uh, the counterculture. That must be kind of the thing. So those are the two movies we're kind of talking about today, The Wild Bunch and Easy Rider. You hadn't watched Easy Rider in a while, had you? I hadn't. I mean, although I had seen it like a dozen times, I was I was talking to you yesterday about the fact that there was just always something for me to see new. And certainly after reading the Dennis Hopper, um, Brooke Hayward book. Uh, you know, everyone said we were crazy. Um, that's right. That's Did right. I get the title. Everyone okay, said good, we were good. crazy. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and and learning about the the making of it and and how long Dennis Hopper had been, you know, striving to make his own film in his way and how he kind of well, in the words of Easy Rider, how he kind of blew it. He blew know? it. He blew it. Yeah. And at the end, and that being a weird, not the movie, really, the aftermath. Sure, I really heard. That part of the movie at the very end, I mean, it it, it kind of gives you a weird moral at the end. I I so remember the end seeming like it was tagged on and then learning that that was part of the original intention of the entire movie. I, I think one of my favorite quotes about it was somebody watched the film and went, wow, you guys uh, made a movie about your album collection, <laughs> you know, because they really do. The music in it is so good and so seminal to that time. You know, Robbie Robertson of the band, and by the way, the band song, The Weight, is featured in there, was so moved in an advanced screening that he, a number of people begged them to let us do the entire soundtrack. Huh. And wow. yeah. And the right. irony was the songs that you hear in the movie were the placeholders when they finally found the people that they wanted to use. And when we finally find somebody to really do this, then we'll have them kind of step in and do it. But everybody started watching it and going, no, you no, pick the right songs. Those are the ones. You pick the right yeah, songs. They really are. Easy Rider, by the way, for those of you who aren't familiar with that wonderful movie, um, tells the story of two motorcyclists uh, two drug dealing motorcyclists. Make this really clear. They kind of, really, kind of, you know. It, it, they're already outsiders, and they're they're named Wyatt and Billy after kind of well Wyatt Earp and Billy the Kid, kid. and those two characters, a, a a rough and tumble lawman that could be on this side of the law or that side of the law, and of course Billy the Kid, the famous outlaw. Um, you know, that's what they're named after. And they really do take on those personality and Captain America and, and they, call, they Ameri- call Wyatt Captain, Captain America. America and he's got the American flag on his and the American flag on his and, tank. Right. And, and on his tank. tank and Billy, the kids all in leather and fringe that Buffalo I think Bill. Hopper he's got a Buffalo forever. Bill buckskin jacket. That's right. He's a, he's actually got horns. Uh, uh, steer horns on on his motorcycle on these beautiful souped up choppers. And. They they hit the score of all scores. Yeah. That, that, yeah the yeah, movie yeah. opens up with them having completed the drug deal. By the way, the guy who actually checks out their drugs is the, um, the, <laughs> infamous, the infamous murderous <laughs> Phil Spector. Dirtbag Phil Spector. Yeah, you know? the Coke is good. The yeah, Coke you is think good. so, Phil? And they, 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 they get the Coke. They get the biggest score of all time. And do it at the airport, remember? It's oh, at the uh, airport. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The airplane's flying and over. And, and they're just, just they're deafening. Just, they they just, can barely talk. They cut the deal to end all deals right. and now that they've cut the deal it's they're free they're well, ready to go they are they free they, they are free because and that's something i kind of was thinking about too we talked about the idea of being free right 
So they've cut the deal. Yeah. It's done. You can go, man. We can imagine an entire tense sequence of events that led to that drug deal. I mean, there's a whole other adventure right there. You know, I mean, somebody nowadays would make like, you know, uh, an FX miniseries of like the two guys out there on the motorcycles fighting people across the border, having to get the drugs across to make the final deal to sign the deal. Nah, and then they, they would go to Mexico to get it. They, they, they would and they would end it, of course, with them like crossing the border and we'd be seeing Phil Spector and then, the you know, the series would end and we would go to Easy Rider. But that's all done. Yeah. That's the great gag in the movie. The adventure is over. Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com. Hold up. 